welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Arlt, and I'm so glad to be here with my good friend, Laura. Laura, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually doing better today. How are you feeling? Because I know you've been battling bronchitis. I'm doing great. And I'm really excited about this podcast. So yes. let's jump right in and introduce yes. you. Yes, I am so excited on today's podcast. We are delighted to have gold certified whole brain teaching instructor and... 2023 Whole Brain Teacher of the Year, Weston Lamb Costantino with us on the podcast. Welcome so much to the podcast, Weston. Thank you so much. It's I'm excited to be here with you, ladies. Yeah. So we want to just start off by having you introduce yourself. Tell us where you teach, how long you've been teaching, maybe what you teach, um, and how long you've been using Whole Brain Teaching um, in the classroom. Well, thank you, Laura. Um, this I teach in Rock Springs, Wyoming, a small rural-ish community here in Wyoming, and I teach pre-K through third grade music. Um, I've been teaching for 11 years, and this is my first full year you, um, jumping in the deep end with whole brain teaching. Wow, that's amazing. So you did everything this whole year, whole brain teaching. Yes, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts where it's uh, take it slow, um, don't jump in too far. And I 100% agree with that advice. But in my own personal journey, I just caught fire and working with the the team, the whole brain teachers that I've worked with and coach and Nancy, I just couldn't get enough and couldn't stop. And, and so that's why we're here where we are now. That's amazing. So um, let me ask you this. How did you find whole brain teaching? So in my undergraduate work um, over 15 years ago, I was at, at a workshop, a music workshop, and I was just really impressed with the instructional strategies that were being presented and um, the energy and the engagement. And um, so I asked the presenter, you know, what is this? Like, how did you get here? And she explained that she had found whole brain teaching online and um, she was using the class. Yes. And the, the engagers and all the things that um, whole brain teachers are are known for. And so I just tucked that kind of away and used those strategies that I had learned in the workshop um, for music. And then last year, my principal sent an email saying, hey, our whole school has been invited to do a training with the director of whole brain teaching, um, uh, Coach Chris Biffle and Nancy Stoltenberg, and it was our school and another school, and, and she wanted volunteers, and of course I jumped on board because I wanted to know more about this, and we did our weekly meetings um, with Coach, and um, that's when I really fell in love with that. Um, and then, 
like you said, I, I jumped right into my certification. So as I was doing the training with my school, I received a golden ticket to join our Thursday night meetings and got to see um, the platinum certified teachers and the, the gold and silver certified teachers that work with Coach and Nancy every Thursday. Um, by the end of the school year, I had finished my bronze, which is quite a feat. Um, that bronze certification definitely taught me a lot about grit and using the computer and really knowing the stuff. Um, and then I worked on silver throughout the summer, just kind of as like a side project, and then really went for gold this fall. Um, and with the help of Nancy, um, I got my gold sooner than I thought. So it, it's been an incredible journey. It's a fantastic story. And I can't imagine having a whole building involved in it. I mean, you know, Laura and I've talked, we're usually like, you know, I was one of the only ones that was completely doing it in my building. I mean, some teachers do a little bits of it, but not full force. But a team of Nancy and Coach B would be awesome to work with your school. So are they still doing quite a bit of it in your school? So our school... Thank you. Our, our school has picked up a lot of it. And as I've learned more strategies and um, went through my gold certification, I um, helped encourage other teachers to look at more strategies and, and uh, incorporate more in their learning. Coach has met with my principal and I um, a couple of times this school year just to check in and give us those challenges, those coach challenges that help us growing um, and going in the right direction. But it really is something special to be surrounded by an entire school that you uses the classroom rules, um, uses the magic circle, um, uses the motivators. Um, it, it's been really powerful. And even our staff has started their own staff super improver wall. So we as a staff check in and reward ourselves stars if we're making our Alpha Hawk prouder. And then students and other staff members can nominate other staff members for stars. Um, and it's really um, raised the bar for positivity and self-growth in the, the professional teaching world. So I'm very blessed to be at such an amazing school. Yeah, I was going to say that has really got to um, just create such an incredible climate and culture in your school to be like, just have each other's backs like that and really notice the things that other teachers are doing to make their Alpha Hawk proud or to improve in their teaching or whatever. That's, um, that's amazing. Um one other thing I was going to say is I know like you've um, gone and you've done so much in like a year, like you said, and and I love that part of your story because you're telling our listeners like you can go as fast or as slow as you want to. And so I think that's amazing because we do talk about going slow, but we've also had people on such as yourself that have gone quickly, like they just get that bug and they want to know more and more and more and keep growing and growing and growing. So I, I love that about your story. Um, we have had Lakidra Lozano on a previous podcast, and she is also a music teacher. Before we got on, Rhonda and I were discussing how excited we are to have you on because you are a, in my school, we call them specials teachers. So like music, PE, art, guidance, the, that those type of teachers who are very specialized. So what was teaching music like before whole brain teaching? Uh, that's a fantastic question. Um, and meeting Lakidra the first time was amazing to see. Wow. That also inspired my story um, because I wasn't all alone. Um, so I'm on Lakidra's shoulders here as well. 
um, teaching music before whole brain teaching, I felt like I was missing something. I had taught high school and junior high choir and I had left that to teach elementary because I felt like I was rehearsing the students and preparing them for um, contests and concerts, which was good, but I really wanted to focus more on like the education and the development of the uh, musical student. So, and I definitely see that now um, teaching pre-K through third grade. Um, but again, without whole brain teaching, I was still missing that piece of connecting the dots. When you don't see your kids every single day, it's really important that your instructional strategies are um, top tier because they need to remember what you taught them that short period of time. Um, the next time you see them, which might be a week away, might be four days um, from when you last saw them. So whole brain teaching and the magic circle has really um, boosted my students' um, retention and solidified um, my music program. And I couldn't imagine teaching without whole brain teaching now. Oh, that's cool. Um, you've kind of mentioned this, but um, how is whole brain teaching? I mean, we've had a lot of people on and unfortunately, you know, even on our Facebook pages, it's a lot geared to, you know, like grade level classrooms. So how is whole brain teaching in a special class similar to grade level classroom, but also explain the differences? Because I really think there might be some other special area teachers that are wanting to try this, but just don't know how because they just see it in a grade level classroom. So can you help them out? Yeah, I think what is similar to the grade level classrooms is that we as educators or whole brain teachers are trying to help our students improve and grow constantly. Um, even though I teach over 400 students, I still have those individual goals of wanting to see those individual students progress. So um, I think it's a little bit easier to see that when you're working with the students all day, every day in the general education classroom. But as a specialist teacher, um, I can definitely make that impact, you know, 40 minutes at a time when I see those students because the whole brain teaching strategies are so powerful. So I think the biggest difference is just the quantity of students that I get to see and get to impact, um, which is awesome. Well, I do have a follow-up question. Um, I know over the years, we've been focusing more on relationships with kids in the classroom. So is it easier with whole brain teaching to establish those relationships since you don't see them as often? I, I've i always been a teacher who tries to get to know my students on an individual basis, no matter how many students I have. And names come really easy to me. So um, that's like the first place I start. Um, but Fiverr is what changed my life, um, working with Coach with Fiverr and when I see those kids coming into my classroom and they show me their Fiverr and I can see where they're at before they even get into my classroom, making that eye contact, greeting them, saying good morning or good afternoon, um, and then having them come in to get to work, that temperature check right at the door um, has been huge for making those personal connections because then I can see the kids that are, or maybe a two or a three, they're usually fours and fives and see what's going on in their lives and have that really quick um, conversation where before doing Fiverr, it was just guesswork and I was throwing the darts and I was trying to um, do my best, but I, I, I didn't have a strategy to be successful and make sure that I was reaching the students that needed me the most. So I so think that's been a huge. 
So can you just kind of list some of the strategies that you use in your classroom with whole brain teaching? Can you go through those, kind of think through them? I mean, you mentioned Fiverr, you mentioned Attention Getter, Magic Circle. Do you do Super Improver? I do do Super Improver. I was thinking um, I, I pretty much do it all in my classroom. We do do the Super Improver. We do the Cheery Dice. Um, we do um, Scoreboard. We, we pretty much do it all. And, and that's because I'm supported by amazing classroom teachers too that are also using the classroom rules. They're using the attention getter. Um, manners are huge. Um, that uh, a teach okay has already been taught. Students know how to find partners. So I can, as the specialist here, just do that. But a specialist maybe being a singleton in a building not being supported by a whole school of whole brain teachers could definitely start um, using one strategy at, at a time. And by the end of a year, be able to um, hold a whole classroom with all of the whole brain teaching strategies. Um, with Super Improver, I don't do individualized Super Improver. I've been using um, as a class, They we've done Super Improver as a class, so they earn stars as a class. And then um, we have leveled it up um, second semester where they've done it in small groups like Alpha Hawk Island style super improver where they're working as a group to earn stars, which has really helped build those connections for smaller groups within a classroom. That's really great. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I have, I have a question, but I'm going to ask you this question before I ask you my next question. Um, you teach K through or pre-K, is that correct? Through third grade? Okay. So a lot of things, a lot of times I hear from um, grade level teachers that are maybe fourth, fifth, sixth, middle school, high school about how whole brain teaching, well, I don't really want to try it because it seems kind of babyish. Do you have, like, can you speak to that? Because I, I feel like um, I'm not, I've never taught above well, second grade. Next year, I'll be teaching third grade, but I've never taught above second grade. And and I've had amazing success. And I, and I know Rhonda has too, but she's um, also taught second grade for many, many years. So can you, can you speak to those um, maybe higher level, um, grade level teachers? Um, I know that you teach different level grades, but in your school, do you have like fourth, fifth, sixth grade teachers in your school? Or is it just strictly pre-K through third? Our school is just pre, um, strictly pre-K through third. Um, but I think, and I've heard that a lot too, but I've watched a lot of incredible secondary teachers on the Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that I've taken away from all of those um, teachers is that it, it really depends on the performer in the front of the room or the teacher um, in front of the room, making sure that they are convincing the students that this is uh, a meaningful thing to do. Um, because if you come at it half-hearted, your students are also going to be um, lukewarm about their responses. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's just like coaching. It's athletes go through this all the time. Um, even Olympic athletes need to improve and they do the same thing over and over again. So a habituation becomes a problem and it needs to be um, leveled up or skilled up. I think it's just maybe the language and the terminology that you would use with the, the older students to make it more mature for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Sarah Metter is a great person to watch. Um, she teaches high school or middle school science and I mean, she really gets all her kiddos engaged. 
So we know that there's a lot of elements and strategies to whole brain teaching. You've shared some of those with us today. We know that there are many specials teachers such as PE, art, music, guidance, et cetera, who might be hesitant to start whole brain teaching because they have so so many different grade levels to teach. And so you've kind of, kind of got to go between that I'm teaching pre-K this hour to I'm teaching third grade next hour and so forth. So what hesitations did you have before starting whole brain teaching? Can you kind of speak to that and maybe relieve some hesitations that some people might be having out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I started to dive really deep into whole brain teaching, um, not just on the website, but I bought the book and I, I read through it and it was very overwhelming. There was lots of strategies and um just a lot going on. So I can see how it could be overwhelming. But I think as a, a specials teacher or somebody that teaches um, individual subjects or departmentalized, I think focusing on connecting is the most important. So I, I really focused on that Fiverr and the social skills um, as my foundation for whole brain teaching. Um, and then, you know, the attention getter, all teachers use an attention getter. Um, the class, yes, is is um, what we're famous for, but it also has so many varieties that um, engage the teacher as well as the students. So um, while you might be hesitant and you might feel like it's a lot, uh, I would uh, start with the, the um, social skills, the Fiverr, connecting with those students, and then um, once you have that stronger connection, you'll see how powerful the strategies are and you'll find, you'll go looking for the next strategy um, that you need. That's so my when, Thank you. So when um, you decided to implement whole brain teaching, what was the easiest part to implement in your opinion? I I think a lot of people probably would disagree because the magic circle can be a little overwhelming at times, but the way that Coach and Nancy worked with our two schools um, when I was first introduced to whole brain teaching, um, teaching the classroom rules was with the magic circle. So it was like you mastered the magic circle as you were teaching the rules. And I thought it was just a really great way to teach step-by-step -step, uh, a sequence to teach small chunks of information like what rule number one is or rule number two. Um, so I think the easiest part for me was definitely a magic circle with the classroom rules and then followed by Fiverr and, and Cheery Dice just because I, I really liked rolling the dice and engaging those students as soon as they come in and getting them ready um, for music class. Perfect. Yeah. So let me flip that question around for you. So what would you say was the most difficult part to implement when it came to whole brain teaching. And I think a lot of people will agree with me on this one. I think super improver was the hardest for me to implement because I was afraid of doing it wrong. And being a very type A person, I wanted to do everything right and the right way. And um, so I was going to uh, do super improver with all my individualized students for all of my classes. And I was going to keep these great charts of what goals they were going on. And it just seems so overwhelming that I never started it. And then when I um, listen to people in, in the podcast or um, on the social media pages saying to take it slower. Um, and then I, I, I'm not sure who it might have been coach who encouraged me to do just 
uh, a class at a time. So people that are departmentalized, it would be, you know, second periods class is earning stars and they're competing against third periods class. Or um, my, my third graders compete against each other, kind of, but they also compete throughout the whole school with all the students that I see. So um, I, I think Super Improver was the most intimidating, but then when I, I, I slowed it down, now, now that I've done teams, I, my mind is now thinking, oh, I could do individual students with Super Improver and make it even more impactful. But I don't think if I would have tried to do it a year ago with everything else, it would have been successful. So I think for me, Super Improver, I would agree with that. Um, but for me, it was changing my goggles because I was used to, you know, that treasure box or, oh, you you got your work done. Here's a star. Here's a stamp or something like that. So flipping it and looking for improvement rather than the fact that, you know, oh, you just, you know, you showed up today, you know, so here's a star for you. Yeah. And I would agree too. That's the cool thing about being a specials teacher too, is I see so many students, I couldn't financially buy the fuzzy pencils and um, do those things because I just couldn't, I couldn't buy all the products needed to encourage those students. And then they would need more as soon as I ran out. And so um, my goggles were always maybe the other way where super improver was just needed to be put in there um, as a tool so that the kids could see how I was seeing their improvement and encouragement um, for them. But yeah, as a specialist teacher, I think those those teachers are great and the treasure boxes are awesome. But I just think with 400 students, it just, yeah. I'd be broke. It's, it's <laughs> not doable. And I would agree. Super Improver was probably one of the last things that I implemented when I first started out. And I think I was like you. I was afraid I was going to do it wrong. Um, I didn't know how I was going to see those improvements. And I was just like, I don't think they're going to buy in to a star sticker, but they did. And it, it's just amazing. And I know people don't believe you when you say they're thrilled to get that star sticker, but they are and that leveling up. So we have a question that we always like to ask our guests, and it is, what is your favorite whole brain teaching strategy? My favorite whole brain teaching strategy would have to be the class yes, because of all the varieties that go with it. You can thematically um, do so many different class yeses. As you're getting ready for different holidays or celebrations, you can change it up. As you're learning about your individual classes or music or games that come out, you can, you know, Spider-Man, yes, or zombie um, class. Um, Anything like that is just such a powerful um, strategy. And also um, being a teacher that stands in front of the entire school for presentations, um, choir concerts or, or music performances, using that class yes and hearing all of the students and staff respond with the yes is the coolest thing ever. And I, I sent a video to coach once, just like how powerful it is um, when our whole school is using um, whole brain teaching and the class yes, how awesome that feels when they respond back because they're all engaged. They're all looking at you. They're all ready to go. So that would be my favorite whole brain teaching strategy. Well, not to put you on the spot, but as you reflect over this year, I'm just curious, what grade level got the most into it? 
into whole brain teaching and what you were doing? Was it the younger ones? Was it the older ones? That's a great question. Um, and so I really think the kindergartners were learning with me um, because I needed that micro step and I needed to take it slow. And um, the older students, the second and third graders were a little bit more advanced and needed me to be a little bit better <laughs> with the skills before I presented it. Um, so I really thought the kindergartners helped me grow as a teacher. But um, when I was recording my gold videos, most of my gold videos came from second grade classes. Um, I just don't, I think maybe it's my connection with those students. And I've had them for three years. They weren't set in the routine. Like my third graders, like, whoa, Mr. Lamb is different right now. Um, they were a little more um, willing to change and do some fun, creative things. Um, so I think second grade was my most powerful, but kindergarten helped me skill up to where I was able to do the things that I need to do for my third graders. That's great. Thank you. I love that. Um, I was just reflecting while you were talking about class. Yes. Being your favorite, because at the end of our school year, which we just got out on Friday, but the end of our school year, like their favorite thing to say was it's almost summer class. And then everybody would be like, it's almost summer. Yes. And yeah. So changing it up like that is, I think, so much fun for them. And it allows them to be creative, too, because they're the ones that made that up. Right. When they would call the class, they're the ones that made that up. So we've all been newbies when it comes to whole brain teaching. So do you have any tips or advice um, that you would give someone um, who's just starting out or maybe they're at the end of the school year? And so they really want to do kind of like what you did. And next year's my year to get started in whole brain teaching. What advice can you give um, teachers out there that are either have just been dabbling or maybe they're like, next in the fall, I'm starting it? I think the best advice is probably the advice we give our students, too, is um, to have grit and to make those connections. Um, I wouldn't be here. Um, without the wonderful teachers that I've been able to work with here in my building, as well as in the whole brain teaching community. Um, so being on those Facebook pages, listening to the podcast, um, engaging, sending those questions that you might feel are dumb questions or questions that everybody should know the answer to that you just don't. Um, we have so many amazing teachers in the whole brain teaching community. Um, as a newbie, I would just say to ask your questions, connect, um, engage in those um, posts on Facebook, as well as encourage your your teaching colleagues. Um, you know, we have those um, friends that we come to work with. Encourage them to also take that journey with you so you're not alone. Or, or connect with somebody who's um, starting their journey in whole brain teaching this summer. Um, in the, the um, hour-long summer classes, those are always super, super fun. And you find um, teachers that teach similar subjects as you, or, you know, they might even be in the same state as you, and you just haven't um, connected with them. So I would say um, my advice to newbies is just connect with those teachers and have grit. Um, it is hard, but it's worth it. Um, everything that um, is worth working for, in the end, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, great. Is there a way if a teacher, you know, that's starting out, 
maybe in the music and would like to contact you. Is there a way that they, do you feel comfortable sharing with them a way to get a hold of you if they have any questions or that maybe you could help them along? Yeah, absolutely. I have my whole brain teaching um, email address. It's Weston, W-E-S-T-O-N, Lamb, L-A-M-B, hyphen, Costantino, C-O-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-O at wholebrainteaching.com. They can always um, email me there or I'm pretty active in all of the um, Facebook pages, but mostly super introvert just because I, I teach so many age groups. Um, so if they see me on there, they can always engage with us on there. Um, team TNT, I'm a, a co-captain of that all-star team. So we make a point of being available in those um, groups. So don't be afraid to um, reach out on Facebook or email me uh, to connect. All right. Thank you for that. Well, it's been great talking to you, Weston, and getting to know a little bit more of your whole brain teaching story. I know there will be listeners who can relate to many aspects of your story, and I'm hoping it encourages some more of those music, science teachers, whatever, to start whole brain teaching. Our passion with starting this podcast was to help teachers, all teachers. So thank you for helping us do that today. Yes, most definitely. And remember to check out the website at wholebrainteaching.com for more information about whole brain teaching. Check out those Facebook pages as Weston was talking about. And you can also check out the free resources on the whole brain teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers. Yep. So once again, thank you, Weston, for your time today. And we are thankful for all of you, our listeners, for joining us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your teacher friends and administrators. We are extremely grateful for each and every one of you. Until next time, bye-bye.